This is the RCF podcast, and I'm here today with Rex Fisher, pastor of Perryville Bible Church here in Wakefield, Rhode Island. Rex, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Matt. Great to be with you again. Rex, you gave me a great idea for the podcast recently. We were emailing and talking about this, and then we had a discussion about it. What was the question that you asked? Yeah, the discussion that I thought would be good to have for today's podcast was to be able to answer the question, does God ever speak to people today using an extra-biblical form of revelation? Mm. In the evangelical church, there's much disagreement over that question. Mm. Good Christians who are seeking the serve the Lord, who love him. Uh, Some would say, no, God only speaks to us today through his word. And others would say, no, he does speak to us using some forms of extra biblical revelation from time to time. The reason that I wanted to talk about it is I think I'm kind of in a unique position because of my upbringing and where I am today. I was raised in a Christian family and my parents attended a charismatic church that embraced this theology of God does speak to us using extra biblical forms of revelation today. I stayed within the charismatic church for the first 20 years of my life. But then I wrestled with some of these uh, doctrines of the charismatic movement and chose to walk away from it. And today, while I'm a pastor of an independent Bible-believing church, our theology is more Baptistic. But I've continued to have friends who are charismatics, and I've observed their life and uh, how these beliefs have impacted their life. Yeah. We want to start by saying that we're talking about extra-biblical revelation here. Certainly, the foundation, the beginning, I think we would all, as Christians, believe that Scripture is our foundation. Yes. That Scripture is, the, I think even those who do have some of the beliefs that you're talking about, they would say that Scripture is the primary way that God speaks to us. And I think we would all agree with that. But as we look at Scripture, we see other ways that God speaks to people, right? Yeah, that's That's correct. I mean, throughout biblical history, we see examples of theophany, which is a visible manifestation of God to mankind. An example of that, of course, would be where God spoke to Moses through the burning bush, or a Christophany, which is an appearance of the pre-incarnate Christ to someone in Old Testament times. Uh, Many Bible scholars believe when you read the phrase, the angel of the Lord, that's a reference to the pre-incarnate Christ. God revealed himself through dreams and visions, through prophets, through miraculous signs, through angels, through apostles, through the casting of lots, and of course, through the incarnation of Christ. Mm -hmm. So yes, in scripture itself, we do have evidence of God revealing himself to individuals in special ways. Yeah, and even in the book of Hebrews starts with long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. And so he's specifically talking about prophecy there. And he says, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. And he goes on to talk about who Jesus is. And I think one thing that we need to remember is how do we hear from Jesus today? Mm -hmm. How do we hear from the Son today? Well, it's through his word, obviously. So the author of Hebrews is saying something has changed from long ago, God spoke in these ways. He spoke to Moses by the burning bush. He spoke through the prophets, 
but something has changed. He's now spoken through his son, and he says that past tense. Yeah. It has happened. Yes. He doesn't say he's continuing to speak. So I think that's an important thing to notice. I would agree with that. And today, Christians that I know who believe that God speaks to us at times using extra biblical forms of revelation usually don't point to many of the examples that we just gave from Scripture. Usually, the things I hear are things like, well, God speaks to me through a still, small voice mm. or through an inner peace or maybe taking the language from Judges chapter 6 of the laying out of the fleece. Right. You know, the example from Gideon's life. Yeah. Or opened and closed doors. Oh, yeah. And usually when they're saying that God speaks to me today, it has to do with God giving them direction in their mm. life. This is what God's will is for me in this situation. And this is how he's communicated mm. his will to me in, in one of these ways. Yeah. Well, let's talk about those really quick. So you think of the still small voice, or I think some translations say a gentle whisper. Uh, that's an audible voice. Mm -hmm. And so is God speaking through an audible voice? Well, what you're saying is most Christians would say no. Right. They're saying this is more more of just a feeling that I have. Yeah, or a prompting of some sort. Right. So I don't know that we can necessarily use that to imply that God is speaking just to my heart. But here's my observation over the years. We do have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And the people that I know who hold to these extra biblical forms of revelation say, that in a relationship with someone, there's communication that goes both ways. And mm -hmm. yes, God has given us his word. And yes, I look to his word for general instruction for my life. But sometimes in the moment, I just need God to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. And in this relationship that I have with him, he gives me that direction. He tells me what he wants to do through that voice, the inner peace, one of these forms of revelation. And, and in one sense, I get what they're saying yeah. because Christianity is a religion. <laughs> it is, regardless of what some people would say. But it is a relationship, too. And so what they're trying to say, if we only look to the Scripture, then are we minimizing the intimate relationship that we have? Are we limiting him to be able to speak to us in other ways that are personal and meaningful in our relationship with him? I get that. I get where yeah. they're coming from. But I think the, the danger of that is... Even in prayer, we're talking to God. This is what we're commanded to do. But nowhere in Scripture does it say that when we pray that God speaks back right. with an audible voice or Correct. you know anything like that. In fact, when Jesus talks about prayer, and he, here's how to pray. He just says, here's what you go to God with. You present these things. You praise God for who he is. He doesn't say anything about, and then God will respond directly to you in, right. in that. So I think that's kind of an important observation. We don't see that anywhere in Scripture, that you pray and then God... God response with. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think there's a couple other problems with these claims that God does speak to us in ways outside of Scripture. Number one, I think we end up having to ask the question, then what really is our authority in life? Mm. Is it our experience, you yeah. know, which is very subjective? Yeah. Or is it the propositional truths God has revealed to us in mm. his word, which are objective? Yeah. What is our authority? Right. If God is our authority, then what he tells us to do is authoritative. Yes, <laughs> right? right. And so if I have this gut feeling that God is telling me, let's use college as an example, that he says, go to you or I, 
or to go to CCRI? Uh, which one should I do? And, and perhaps both are equal in the sense of I'm not going to have to pay for either one. I've got scholarship offers. Where should I go? And I, I feel like God's saying, go to you or I. What if I go to CCRI? Well, I would be disobeying God right. at that point. And so here's the problem. We get into all of these subjective means of interpreting what has God said. And if it's just that gut feeling, is that really God? Is that, uh, or is this just my flesh that wants to go to URI or CCRI or another college? Or is this actually God saying that? If we say that this is how God is speaking, then it would be sin for us to go the opposite direction. And, and I want us to pause and think about that really quick, because if we say that God speaks to us in that way, in that extra biblical way, then for us to disobey, it would be sin. It would have to be. Right. So what you're saying, and I totally agree with you, Matt, is that this extra biblical form of revelation that the believer has supposedly received it would carry just as much authority mm-hmm. as the very Word of God itself, right. as, as the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm sitting there weighing, is this just my flesh wanting to do this? Is this just I ate something for lunch that, you know, stirred me up? Or is this actually God? Yeah, and here's the challenge, right? People will often say, but this is what I experienced. Mm-hmm. And what position are you in to question my mm-hmm. experience, right? Mm-hmm. And that raises a good question. Should believers ever question another believer's claimed experience? Mm. And my answer to that question is, of course, we should. Mm. Uh, as one, especially as pastors and people in, in ministry leadership positions, as, as shepherds of the flock, of course, we want to question somebody's experience. Well, if and, somebody's claiming that it is from God that God told them something. Yeah. We don't just take that and it, that's not the ultimate trump card, right? Yeah. We don't <laughs> we just, just say, okay, then th- that must be true. Yeah. Because here's what I would do. I would challenge this person in, in many cases to reconsider and say, is there another way that we can explain that experience that you've mm-hmm. had? I'm not taking away that you had an experience. Mm-hmm. What I want you to think about is was this God directly communicating to you outside of Scripture? Yeah. Right, and challenge them. And in many cases, we can arrive at, no, it very well could have been something else. Yeah, here's one example from Scripture that I think we've mentioned before on the podcast. I keep going back to it because you mentioned the open and closed doors. That is certainly one way that people say, okay, God closed the door, God opened the door. Well, let's look at the book of Jonah. Jonah is running from God. He's running away from God. So God spoke to him. He was a prophet. God spoke to him directly. So he was wanting to go in the opposite direction of where God told him to go. And he goes to the port. And what does he find? An open door. He finds a ship that happens to be going as far away from Nineveh as he could possibly go. And so most of us in that situation would be like, that's an open door. Maybe God wants us to be on the ship, right? No, actually, the enemy can also (laughs) use open doors and provide us a way to go far from God. And I know we would say that contradicts Scripture in the sense of if we're running from God and we get an open door to run from God, we wouldn't say that that's what God wanted. But I think we tend to justify those types of things. We just see an open door. We see a ship that's there and say, okay, I can get on this. 
This must be what God wants for me. I got accepted to this college or I got a job offer here. That must be what God wants for me. And, and we take those first options and just jump at it without using wisdom and, right. and without really thinking about it because we over-spiritualize everything to where it, it must be God. And yes, God works providentially, even in Jonah's life. He worked providentially to use that ship to bring him back where he wanted him to be. Yeah. And he will right. do that in our lives. Yes. But was that what God wanted for Jonah in the first place? No. I mean, we, we know that. So we got to be careful of those open and closed doors, I think. I, I agree with you. When people are talking with me and, and, and they tell me that God has spoken to them in one of these ways outside of Scripture, I am very hesitant to believe that God has spoken to them directly. And I'm very cautious. Can God reveal himself in ways outside of scripture? Yes, he can, God can do anything that he wants. Does he reveal himself in some of the ways that we saw in scripture? He certainly can. But often when I hear even of, you know, I met a man in white who may have been an angel, the kind of interaction that they're having with this person doesn't seem to line up with the encounters that people had with angels in the mm -hmm. Bible. So, mm -hmm. you know, those people claims... usually fall flat on their face. <laughs> right. they're, they're, it's usually pretty yeah. suspect. Yeah. So here are some concerns that I have with that view, and there's three of them. The first one is, and this is from observing people I know close to me who have held this view that God does speak to us at times outside of Scripture. When they believe God has told them to do something, let's use your example, go to URI over any other college. When they follow that advice and things go well for them, their mindset is the Christian life is such an adventure, mm. right? God tells you what to do. You do it. He blesses it. Mm -hmm. Things are great. Mm -hmm. It's thrilling to be a Christian and to live for God and to have him speak to you this way. That's what I've observed. Mm -hmm. However, when they do what God has told them to do, go to URI, and things do not go as planned, they're really struggling in their classes, failing their classes. They're not making any friends on campus. They're being tempted to sin in ways that maybe they weren't exposed to in other mm -hmm. settings. Then the, the response to that is completely different. Mm. The responses can be very detrimental to their own spiritual development in their relationship with God. Right. Because it's, it comes down to one of two things. It's either, God, you're not good, Mm -hmm. You're not faithful. I did what you told me to do, and look what happened. Mm -hmm. I can't trust you. I can't depend on you, right? Mm -hmm. Or they'll reflect it back on themselves. If they're not accusing God of wrongdoing, then they're saying, then it must be a problem with my faith. Mm -hmm. I thought I heard God. I thought he told me to do this. I must be wrong. I must not have as much faith as I think I do. And it becomes introspective, and yeah. it becomes this questioning of, do I really know how to hear from God? Have I really heard from him? And that can have detrimental uh, effects on a person's walk with the Lord. Yeah, definitely. I've seen the same thing. Another example along those lines, I had actually a seminary professor that brought this up. He said, think about those times where someone says, I was leaving the house and I felt like God was telling me, go back in because you've left the stovetop on. Right. And you're going to burn down the house. He said, you know, you go back in and it happens to, to be on and you're like, 
this was God speaking to me. I didn't burn down the house. Praise God. And, yep. and, so, and then it, you tell everybody about that. But what you don't do is, what about all those other times where you've had that same impression? I think God's maybe telling me, go back. And you go in, and the stovetop's not on. And we don't go around and tell everybody, hey, I think God was telling me that. And I went in, <laughs> and it wasn't on. We, we don't tell right. those stories, right? right? It's just that one instance when it does happen, those are the stories we tell. And, yeah. and so... You have to wonder, is that really God speaking, or is that just our wisdom of saying, you know, when I leave the house, I want to make sure that I turn off the stovetop so I don't burn down my house. Right. That's what I often want people to consider when we're having conversations around this topic. I want them to consider, is what you're telling me, is it really God revealing himself to you in a new way, directly communicating to you, or... Could this be a matter of wisdom, not not a matter of revelation, right? Mm -hmm. So I am not, I want to make it clear, I am not saying that the Holy Spirit doesn't work through his word to prompt us in different ways. Mm -hmm. But I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I firmly believe he does that. God speaking to us through his word, reminding us of things that we've already heard and studied mm -hmm. and read. And that's why the, the more we study and memorize God's word, the more we will have instances where God brings to mind the scripture. So when God brings to mind something, perhaps you, you brought up temptations earlier, and he brings to mind a passage that helps me battle that temptation that's God, right? Yeah, yes. it, it, that, that is the Holy Spirit at work. He's bringing to mind what Jesus taught, what the Holy Spirit has inspired through Scripture, and I can trust that. Yes. One final concern I have with this viewpoint of actively looking for extra-biblical forms of revelation for God to direct me and guide me in life. I think when we do that, we are demonstrating through our actions that we really do not believe in the sufficiency of God's Word that the scriptures contain everything that we need to know God, to receive his gift of salvation, to live a godly life. In my devotions this week with my wife, we've been reading through Second Peter. We read chapter 1 earlier this week. I was just reminded how this chapter is so full of the doctrine of the sufficiency of scripture. Of course, many of us already know Second Peter 1, 3, that says his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. If you stop there, you might think, well, yeah, God's spirit enables us to live the godly life. Well, yeah, but go on. Mm -hmm. Through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness, verse 4, through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature or become more like Christ having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So it is the Spirit at work in us, but through the ministry of the Word. Amen. Through the, so it's the Word of God that's sufficient. One other passage in this chapter that really stood out to me was verses 16 through 19, where I'll just summarize this. Peter is writing, and, and again, he's talking about the experience that he had with James and John on the mountain where he personally witnessed Jesus transfigured in glory before him and Moses standing beside him. And he says, 
that we have the prophetic message as something that's more reliable than that, mm-hmm. than his own eyewitness testimony to the transfiguration of Christ. Mm-hmm. He's saying, this happened, I experienced it, but I want you to know what's even more dependable and reliable than my experience. It is mm-hmm. the Word of God. And so I'm just concerned that when we are running after these extra biblical forms of revelation, what we're really communicating is we don't think the Word of God is enough. Right. We need something else in order to live a a full life as we think God wants us to live. And I, I just totally disagree with that. And we actually covered some of that on a previous episode last year when we did an episode on the sufficiency of Scripture. Is the Bible enough? And sometimes I wonder if when we say we want something, you know, okay, yes, we have the Bible, but we say we want something more than that. We want God to speak to us in other ways as well. I wonder if God's sitting back saying, you haven't even read the entire book that I've given you. You haven't exhausted that. There's so much in there that that God has given us. And the older I get, every year that I go back and I read things that I read many times over the years. And because of I'm in a different stage of life, I'm going through something different that I've not experienced before, God does speak through his word. And so the richness of scripture, Mm -hmm. I I think we need to understand that and understand that we diminish that when we start looking for extra biblical revelation. Well said. Thank you all for listening to the RCF podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard, you can email us podcast at roadiefellowship.com. Or if you'd like more information on Rody Christian Fellowship, visit us on the web at rodifellowship.com or on Instagram at rodifellowship.